You're listening to Do You Hear That? A podcast about birds, hosted by Noah Kalina and Paul Amara. We're bird enthusiasts, not bird experts. I went to the eye doctor today. Some call it an optometrist. But last week I went to the dentist, and when I left, they told me I needed to floss more. But when I left the eye doctor, they were just like, See you in a year. Good luck. Like, they didn't tell me I should do anything different to like maintain my whoa, eye whoa, health. Whoa, 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 Hold on a second. Hold on. Whoa. Wait. Do you hear that? That sound? Wait. That might be the most beautiful bird sound in North America. I mean, that's a bold claim. I don't think I'm going to take that away from you. That's the wood thrush. The wood thrush. Also known as scientific name. Hylocystachala mustelina. Beautiful. Paul, this is a crazy bird. You know something that's really funny about the wood thrush? Our second episode was the viri. Yep. And I sometimes confuse the viri with the wood thrush. I, I get it. They're both thrushes. They're both thrushes, and they both have a very computery sound. Totally. I love the computery sounding birds. The sound is... 95% of what makes this bird amazing. It's just, it's so complicated. There's just so much happening in it. It doesn't really make sense. I'm really curious what is actually going on inside of a bird that is able to produce, like, how are they producing these sounds? What's their, like, vocal cord structure like? Like, how is their tongue moving? Like, it's fascinating to me. It's fascinating, the sound. And I've actually gotten a video of this bird making this sound. So maybe we'll post it. Let's enhance that image. Let's zoom in. Let's yeah, it, go frame by frame. And what's weird is I've seen this bird a few times now in different places, always in the woods. And I hear it a lot. I was hearing it up until a couple of weeks ago. I think it's moved on. It's done breeding here. It's gone back south. Wow. But the photos of it make it seem pretty big, but it's not that big. Why would you say that? But then I remember seeing it just a couple weeks ago and it, was, it looked big. It does. I mean, its head looks big compared to its body. Also, its eye is huge. Yeah, big eyes. Huge eye. It's a telltale thrush sign. Tiny little feet, too. You know, the more I look at it, the more I'm like, what's up with this bird? I wrote that this bird, my instinct, my, my initial thought when this bird popped up on my computer screen. I mean, when I saw it in the... Bushes, oh, totally. Is that it looks like an oven bird. Well, exactly. But an oven bird is a warbler. Right. So I was a little bit confused. I know. It's confusing. They also say that it's closely related to the American robin, which I'm not really... Well, yeah. I mean, the robin is a thrush. Sure. But other than that, I'm like, there's no color similarity. The body's shape isn't really that similar. But you know what? Wikipedia, you got to trust the wick. Yeah. I mean, Wikipedia is always accurate. 100%. The free encyclopedia. Let's just quickly identify this bird. Let's talk about what it looks like. Yeah, so the crown, the nape, and the upper back are a cinnamon brown. Cinnamon. The back wings and tail are slightly taller brown. And the breast and the belly are white, and they have large brown spots. Yeah, I think that's perfect. I think I recommend people Google what this bird looks like. It's a good looking bird. And, you know, it's called the wood thrush that, you know, it means it must hang out in wooded areas. And I would say that its look 
definitely helps it camouflage into tree bark. In fact, definitely. this one photo here, it's on this sort of ashy piece of wood and the wood, it has like white and brown speckles on it. It's almost like perfectly matching this bird. Yeah, it's hard to spot. You definitely hear it though. But it's that kind of sound that it's out there, but you just can't track it down. I've gone for hours looking, hearing, but not seeing, and then finally seeing, but that's rare. But it's not really a rare bird, but it is rare to see because it's hard to see. So I've been listening to the sounds that All About Birds has on their website, and none of them are matching the sounds that I have recorded of this bird. Interesting. Maybe you should upload your sounds. I will. We're hearing my sounds right now. I love when it's your sounds. I know. Makes it feel so complete. It's better recording anyway. Totally. You have the best microphone in the world. Yeah. We spent, I don't know if listeners know this, but we invested the most possible money on our microphones. Why wouldn't we? Yeah. We are serious podcasters. What do you think? We're using a $50 mic from Amazon? Exactly. That's what I used to do on a very successful podcast. I can't believe it. And I never bothered to upgrade till I started a new podcast that It's also very successful. What do you mean? What? (laughs) Uh, There's a strange fact about the song of this bird by the American naturalist Henry David Thoreau. Maybe you've heard of him? Of course. Everyone knows Thoreau. Okay, maybe. And I'm not even saying that ironically. I mean, when I worked on the book Cabin Porn, everyone's like, oh, like Thoreau. (laughs) But anyway, continue. He wrote, whenever a man hears it, he is young. And nature is in her spring. Whenever he hears it, it is a new world and a free country. And the gates of heaven are not shut against him. What a pervert. I know. <laughs> That's why everyone, whenever anyone mentioned Thoreau, I was like, okay. Yeah. It's like, you've never actually read Thoreau. Yeah. I remember reading that, his stuff in like high school. And- yeah. I mean, it's Thoreau is like when people visit upstate New York for a weekend, they get a Thoreau book and they're like, I'm going to get a house in the woods. Then they might. And then two years later, they spend all their time and money getting rid of all of the trees that are close to the house because it's so dark and the trees might actually fall on their house. I don't know if this is true, but I want it to be true that that guy, when he was living in his cabin, he was doing his like retreat. He was only like five minutes away from his mom's house. Wow. Is that true? I think it's true. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know something? Most of the cabins, with the exception of one that I photographed for a cabin porn, yeah. were like either like right off a driveway or the road. Yeah. But there was one story where the guy had to walk like two miles to get to his cabin. Five miles. That's the one. Yeah. yeah. That's, that was the, we hiked in on that one. And then he died there. We almost died on that one. Are you impressed that I read that book? I read like the first two chapters. I'm impressed that you read that book. Because I was like, one day I'm going to have to bring it up to Noah and I'm going to want to. Yeah. I mean, I didn't write it, but Stephen, the writer would be very happy that you read it. Because the whole time we were working on that book, I was like, no one's going to read what you're writing just so you know like this is all about the pictures yeah they're just looking at the pictures it was like a constant fight yeah it's a good book yeah he's a great writer he writes tv shows and podcasts and movies he's very successful now he's a great guy that's great uh i will say that your pictures are way better than the submitted pictures but yeah i know i mean i wish i could have shot the whole book but that would have taken like 20 years probably yeah 
Yeah. But it's very well curated. So good job on that one. Yeah, that was a group effort. It was a very collaborative book. It was a lot of fun to make. We should do a bird porn book. Oh, wait. No. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, you don't want to use the P word. Oh. Because with censorship these days, and and I'm not saying like big, like big tech censorship, you know, you, why can't I say what I want to say yeah. kind of stuff? Because that's obviously unhinged nonsense. Sure. But when it comes to porn, the idea, the conjuring of sexuality in any way is like a negative to any sort of sponsor. Right. Yeah. What I like about cabin porn is it sort of has like a double meaning. Like it almost like there's some intrigue to that because it's like, oh, like cabin porn. Is that in like interiors of cabins or is it like there's porn in cabins like right i think a lot of people like to cheekily think of the idea of like uh, you know making you know but i guess if you just break down what the definition of pornography is like right it's just like studying something what is it really you know when you see it that's the definition of pornography let me what is the actual definition just um emphasizing the sensuous or sensational aspects of non so this is really interesting because there's like pornography which we think of as something that is dirty dirty right like well dirty like sexual yeah adults content right which is very hard to describe right so how do you censor something like that Mm -hmm. and it's kind of famous like politically because you know when this has gone up to the supreme court or whatever People are like, we know it when we see right. it. That's the definition, right. right? But then, like, there's the second definition: television programs, magazines, books, etc., that are regarded as emphasizing the sensuous or sensational aspects of a non-sexual subject, stimulating a compulsive interest in their audience. Wow. So, I mean, I almost, in many ways, think that cabin porn helped define that second definition because it's like a glut of something that you can sort of obsess over but it isn't necessarily sexual yeah so anything can be porn food porn yeah architecture porn car porn bird porn yeah bird porn so this could be bird porn but because these definitions are so intertwined and so hard to articulate and describe most people go to the most dirty possible definition in their minds because that's what they are they are dirty we are dirty people by nature and as a result advertising doesn't want to touch it there's really some interesting psychology there i think in many ways like a lot of the censorship that we see especially when it comes to adult content is less about the platforms themselves facebook instagram and more about advertisers and money processors not wanting to have anything to do with it. Yeah. And because of that, like the platforms err on the side of none. Yeah. But of course it opens up a huge can of worms because of consent and age and it gets creepy really fast. And it's almost like, let's not even touch it. Yeah. So how does that relate to the wood thrush again? Well, it is a sexy bird. (laughs) That song. I mean, that song kind of makes me horny. Well, so I, you know, my little cheeky comment in the beginning about this being the most beautiful song in North America, that's actually a quote from somebody. Somebody has said that and declared it to be the most beautiful bird song in North America. You know, I don't know if I agree, right? but that's what they're saying. And this is the official bird of 
the District of Columbia. Oh, wow. So is this really the most American bird? Wow, that's so fascinating. Because I don't think, when I think of Washington, D.C., I do not think woods. I do not think I will see a thrush right. at the Lincoln Memorial. Right, isn't that interesting? I was sort of like, hmm. But then I, as I thought about it, and like you hear the sound, and the, and the sound is very, it's it's complex, and there's like three parts to it. It sort of has this low-pitched part this middle part sort of a couple notes it has like a flute like quality and maybe that reminds people of like the early america yeah maybe the piccolo but you know something about the the p word while pairs of these wood thrushes brood together fooling around or extra paracopulation is common wow at some sites, as many as 40% of females young are not bothered by its mate. Wow. And we know that that's a big theme of politicians in Washington, D.C. So. This is a dirty bird. This bird should run for office. It would probably win. It would. I'd vote for it. I probably would, too. I think it doesn't pander. It just says what's on its mind. Yeah. It just lives its life. Totally. I admire this bird. By the way, if you do want to see this bird, you can see it basically on the entire east coast of the United States. As far west as Missouri, goes all through Michigan, a little bit of Minnesota. It migrates through Florida, parts of Texas. It will be year-round. You can spot it year-round in Central America. There we go, Central America. We've got to go to Central America and go birding. Let's go to Panama or something. Yeah, let's take a train. Costa Rica, maybe. I'm down. Uh, there's a very odd behavior that this bird displays that we've never seen in any other bird before. It's known as anting. Oh. As in like an ant, you are doing something with an ant. And basically what they're doing is they will pick up a single ant. Okay. Picture a bird picking up a single ant. That's a tiny little thing. Or a group of ants. And they'll rub that ant on their feathers. Now, people don't know why it does this, but they think that it's maybe a sort of like way for them to coat themselves with like a defensive secretion from the ants. So it's almost like moisturizing with ants wow so that other animals like smell them and they're like oh i don't want to mess with that bird that's fascinating isn't that odd can we just quickly i want to go back to the song because we're hearing it again and it's so special so according to all about birds it says in the final trilling phase of its three-part song it sings pairs of notes simultaneously Oh, yeah. One in each branch of its Y-shaped syrinx, or voice box. Oh, so that's a little hint. The two parts harmonize with each other to produce a haunting ventriloquial sound. That's beautiful. Wow. I practiced that word ventriloquial before the show. You're so dedicated, man. Thank you. That's impressive. And, you know, some humans can do a similar thing where you sing and hum at the same time. Oh, yeah. Beatboxers. This is the beatboxing bird. So cool. The triple B. Let's rate this bird, Paul. Should we? Yeah. What are you going to give it? This is a five thrush bird. I agree. Five thrushes. Five beatboxes. Hell yeah. All right. I'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow, Paul. Hey, special shout out to our friends flyingcolors.co. They recently sent us this delicious bird food, and we think our listeners would really enjoy it. Make sure to check them out at flyingcolors.co and use coupon code DO YOU HEAR THAT 
all one word, for a $20 coupon off a carton. Have you seen this food yet, Paul? I finally have a bird feeder now, and I have the best bird feed for it. My neighbors are jealous. They all have their little tiny bird feeders that just have like liquid in it, but all the birds are coming to my house now. It is beautiful bird feed. I mean, this is premium CDO. Is hosted by Noah Kalina and me, Paul Amara. I also edit the show and I made the music. Noah last photographed the wood thrush on March 31st, 2022. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the best bird pod and support the show on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash do you hear that. The episode art images come from the Library of Congress and the sound effects come from Noah's backyard and the Macaulay Sound Library.